Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a fun episode for you today. One of the best games of the season took place last night. Blues beat the Minnesota Wild 4-3, to so we're going to be getting into that, uh, talking about the resurgence of the Cairo thomas hoffman line, um, and then getting into a bit of tonight's game, second night of the back-to-back, big game for the Blues. So we'll be covering all of that today on the Lockdown Blues podcast. But before we get into that, just to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Tommy. So last night, we once again had what I like to call a reverse blues game. Instead of going up early and playing well and letting it fall apart uh, in the end, they did the opposite. They kind of struggled a little bit early and and bared down and played a spectacular third period, second period as well, and, and won in spectacular fashion. Yeah, and here's the thing with that. I think I tweeted out like, Game, the Blues games are won and lost in the second period, especially after uh, everything that happened in that second period. I was like, well, this is not looking good. Felt like the Blues couldn't touch the puck. Minnesota was possessing, doing a very good job of fighting against the Blues offensive attack. And it showed off on the scoreboard. And I was like, you know what? Like, Obviously, there's a lot of game left, but anytime the Blues struggle in the second period, it feels like the writing's on the wall for this team. Uh, that was not the case at all. And I think Mike Hoffman talked about it in the post-game comments and how like they went into the intermission between the second and third period and were like, hey, we've come back in games this season. There's no reason we can't come back against this team. Uh, we know that they're capable of doing it, and that's exactly what they did. Behind a two-goal effort from Mike Hoffman, both goals on the power play, uh, takes the power play's goal streak to eight straight games. Eight straight games with a goal on the power play. Uh, I did not think we would be talking about that a month ago, two months ago into this season because the power play was abysmal. But they're firing on all cylinders right now. I think Vladimir Tarasenko being that net front presence is a different look, maybe a little bit of a different look than we've seen before, but it is paying off dividends. Having him on the ice at the same time as Mike Hoffman, who is just lighting up the score sheet every night. The Blues look like world beaters right now, coming in um, and making somewhat easy work of the Colorado Avalanche and then moving on playing another playoff team in the Minnesota Wild, who were on a seven-game win streak entering last night, by the way. I don't think we talked about that um, on yesterday's episode or at all today, but they were one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the division, um, heading into last night. And for a team on a seven-game win streak to go up 3-1 on on the Blues – um, late in the second period, but also just so late in the season. That's not a game that I think I would expect the Blues to win ever, honestly. Just just with the way that they've been playing second periods, and like you said, going down going down 3-1 in that second period, just I looked at it, I'm like, damn, you know, this team's really hot. Blues just dropped the ball a little bit here, and once again, we're going to be going to be fighting with Arizona for a playoff spot because we couldn't get, a, couldn't get a win this game. And they proved me wrong, and then some in the third period. Um, maybe the best 20 minutes of blues hockey of the season in terms of just pure in pure dominance and, and playing for their playoff lives. It was, it was fun to watch. And that's the thing too, is like, obviously like 
guys like Justin Falk, Tory Krug, and like as as we saw last night, Mike Hoffman, Robert Thomas, and Jordan Kyrou, you kind of like expect games like this from them, right? To like, mm-hmm. cause some degree, like Jordan Kyrou has cooled off this season. Uh, Mike Hoffman had a shaky start a little bit with this team. He's finally turning it around, and Robert Thomas has had injuries that he's dealt with all year long. But uh, it's guys coming up and playing like Robert Bertuzzo, who I thought just played a fantastic game uh, after getting scratched for so many games, coming back into the lineup. Uh, he ha- he hasn't had a very good season. We've talked about that on the pod before. Uh, but I thought his physicality, especially with the way that the Minnesota Wild were playing, I thought that played perfectly into his hands to have a good game. Uh, and we saw that in the scrums after the plays and his checking and the physicality and his board play. Uh, he did all the things that you expect of a player like Robert Bertuzzo. He's not going to be sexy in the offensive zone, but he's going to hold down the fort in the defensive zone uh, and bang some bodies while he's at it. And I think Nico Mikula kind of he fed off of that a little bit and that energy. And I think the entire defensive core did. And I think it was like five minutes into the game. Foligno was like throwing bodies around in our defensive zone. And then Braden Chen just goes and dumps them into our bench. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be a fun one. And that kind of physicality, I felt like played its course throughout the entire game. Uh, and maybe that's the reason that the Blues were able to come back and win because they are such a team that's catered towards that physicality. Uh, if you try to play that playing style against a team like the Blues, you're going to have a long night, and that's exactly what happened with the Minnesota Wild. Maybe their best uh, asset as a team and, and, and the thing that won them a Stanley Cup more than anything was they are they can be very, very, very difficult to play against. And that's not just when it comes to like scoring goals. I, 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 you look at the San Jose Sharks from that series, um, that famous picture of their bench having like four guys on it, um, in the third period of some game, they're difficult to play against in the sense that you're not you're not getting any shifts off. But whether it's the first line, like a guy like Braden Shen, or the third pairing defenseman, a guy like Robert Bortuzzo, on at any given moment, there's a guy on the ice that is looking to knock you on your ass and and give you a little bit a little bit of an extra shove just to remind you that you know, hey, no no easy no easy pucks today. And 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 I think when the team's playing well, that's sort of an energy that gets spread throughout the whole team. And Robert Bertuzzo is a guy that we were given a lot of a lot of criticism earlier in the year and basically said, like, I don't think he has a spot on this team anymore. And he completely disproved that last night and says and, and showed showed us that, hey, you know, that that rough and tumble, heavy hitting game of the two thousand nineteen Cup run, two thousand eighteen Cup run is still is still there and, and and it was it was great to watch. Like you said, that Braden Shen play was so much fun. And I think Robert Bertuzzo is one of the guys that sort of spearheaded that mentality. I think Jeremy Rutherford talked about it a little bit on Twitter and how he was saying that Tyler Bozak is probably having one of the best seasons of his career quietly, especially after coming back uh, from that Mark Stone hit. But a little bit of his stats in last game, uh, 66% from the faceoff dot, which was better than Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, and he only played 15 minutes. So uh, when we were talking about that 11-7 and seven kind of ordeal and Craig Berube saying he didn't want his minutes to rack up because he was sitting at 22 minutes that game, he brought it down to 15 minutes this game and still was lethal from the faceoff dot. So I, I think he's been in a very important role for this Blues team. If you remember, he was a very important role for this Blues team in 2019 too when he was on the third line with Robert Thomas and Pat Maroon uh, kind of having that same impact. So I know a lot of people don't like his salary, uh, and would think about moving him at the trade deadline or in the offseason and all of those things. But the way he's playing right now, I don't think you should do that at all. And hey, I'll tell you what, Tommy, one guy we've been talking about uh, a lot recently is Clem Costin. Um, and he is making his way over to the States um, this weekend. Soon, this weekend. Um, but speaking of Co- 
of costing, Tom. You know, rings, they do be costing a lot. They do be costing. And this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. And one more word from our sponsor before we get back into talking about that Thomas Cairo Hoffman line. It's from rockauto.com. Now, one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can yet then use for other important things like mortgage or food or whatever. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership when you have access to rockauto.com on your computer and in your pocket on your smartphone? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. We know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Tommy. I didn't actually want to talk about Clem Costin. I just needed to needed to fit, fit that ad in there. But one thing I do want to talk about is the resurgence of Mike Hoffman and the dominance of the Mike Hoffman, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo line. What do you see last night from that line? Uh, well, I think I saw the future of the St. Louis Blues, too, because you don't want to talk about Costin. But when you talk about Costin, if you think about him on the same line as Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, I mean, that trio right there could potentially be the future of this team uh, and centerpieces and kind of a cornerstone for you to build your team around for the next five, seven, maybe eight, nine years. So I think there's a lot of things to be excited about that. But really in last game, I think we saw flashes of, not even flashes, a consistent game from Jordan Cairo that reminded you of the hot streak torrent pace that he was on at the beginning of the season. And it wasn't even just him scoring that goal, but it was the breakaway before that, like five minutes into the game when he's streaking, uh, doesn't slot it against Talbot there, but ends up getting rewarded later on in the game. Maybe he scored on accident, fumbled the puck a little bit, but sometimes the puck just bounces your way. They don't ask how the puck goes in. They just ask how many, and that's an example of that right there and his work ethic the entire game because I feel like you talk about skating ability, and we talked about it on a couple podcasts before. When he's playing his best hockey, he's skating just absolutely flying down the ice because, like we said, he has the speed and the skating ability that a lot of guys in the league already won't be able to hang with him. Uh, so he utilized that against the Minnesota Wild, who was playing a more physical style of hockey. So he could personally turn it into a track meet and leave them in the dust, whether it was dangling through defenders, which we saw a couple times, passing around him, making him look silly, or his... 99 mile per hour zone entries with Robert Thomas which 
I think has also helped in his resurgence, those two playing on the same line because their chemistry is just off the wall. But there's a lot to be hopeful for about the future of the St. Louis Blues between those two guys right there following suit for the phenoms, the young guns leading the way for this team. It's very promising if you ask me. Insert Mike Hoffman onto that same line. That's a lot of offensive power. And a lot of people on Twitter at the beginning of the season, we're talking about trade Mike Hoffman, trade him at the deadline, get rid of him. Why is he here? He's a pylon. He's not doing anything for this team. Now people on Twitter are talking about extending him, and I wouldn't mind that one bit. What about you, Josh? Yeah, uh, we talked about it before the pod, but I, I did a complete 180 on Mike Hoffman over these past, well, seven games. And, and it's because I looked, I'm like, I'm like, huh, it sounds like these past like two and a half weeks after the trade deadline, I feel like Mike Hoffman's been really, really good. And I looked at his stats, and he has, in fact, been really, really good. He has seven goals over his last seven games, um, which now is, leads the team in power play goals. Now leads the team in power play goals. And he just doesn't look like that player that we were criticizing him for um, earlier in the year. Like he's still putting up the same numbers that he was putting up earlier in the season. Obviously he's been giving a bit, a bit longer of a leash. So he's been scoring a little bit more frequently, but his offense hasn't changed a whole lot. Like he's still that offensive weapon. It's just the issues that were there at the beginning of the season seem to have disappeared a little bit. Like obviously he's still not the most skilled forward defensively, but he's putting in the effort now, which is, I think is a huge difference from what we were seeing earlier in the year. He just looked, uh, we use the word a lot, unengaged, disengaged. He looked very disengaged. Like, yeah, he, he knew he wasn't capable of making great defensive plays, but he never even tried. And, and it was a detriment to the team. And, and now it seems like he's fully engaged every single play, no matter where the puck is on the ice. Yeah, obviously he loves scoring and he's super engaged in the offensive zone. But in the defensive end, I think he's honestly been a positive over these past few games. And that's something, that's something I never expected out of Mike Hoffman. I even expected if he was a perfect fit for this team, I expected him to be a detriment defensively because that's what kind of comes with the player. But when you play Craig Ruby's system and you and you play into it correctly, like Mike Hoffman has looks like finally started to do and got used to this team, anyone can be a, a plus defensively. And Mike Hoffman has looked more than more than capable of, of holding his own in the defensive zone. And I think that's one of the most underrated parts of his game over these past few weeks. That's one thing we talk about a lot with prospects is that confidence level, right? And it's like when you're playing with confidence is when you're playing your best hockey. Uh, and I think that's very true for prospects, but really for hockey players as a whole. And like we talk about players getting the monkey off their back. Uh, Braden Shen, with that 19-game goalless drought, I think he plays a lot less stiff now that he's got that goal under his belt. But I think Mike Hoffman is the same way, and I think a lot of his confidence comes from uh, not really a power play specialist per se, but when he's scoring those goals on the power play, he's like, okay, like that's my bread and butter. I score from this spot all the time. Even when I'm not scoring from that spot, I don't feel as good, but he's putting a lot of pucks in the net right now, so he's probably skating with a little bit more of authority. Uh, and I think we saw that last game, even before the two goals that he had, and, and directly afterwards, I felt like he was Jordan Cairo level, almost making an impact with his skating, causing havoc in the defensive zone for the Minnesota Wild defensemen, uh, making it difficult for them to make plays, which, like you talked about at the beginning of the season, he wasn't really doing. So I think... There's a lot of things to unwrap when it comes to Mike Hoffman, but at the end of the day, he could be an answer for this team as it kind of makes this transition. I know we talked about this at the beginning of the season when we got rid of Alex Petrangelo, brought in Tori Krug and Mike Hoffman, but it almost feels like this team is in the middle of a transition from being a physical powerhouse and more like a Dallas Stars style of grit, defense, all of those things. And now your next wave of players are players like Jordan Cairo, 
Robert Thomas, and obviously Clem Costin falls into that category as well, and he's a physical beast like we talked about on the last podcast. But Mike Hoffman could very well fit in with that trio there as like uh especially Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas as we saw last game with that chemistry because you can say all the things you want about Mike Hoffman being a power play specialist but at the end of the day uh he's producing at five on five too maybe not like the goals and the assists but in the puck circulating uh with Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas and creating those chances your alternative here is throwing a guy like Zach Sanford or Sammy Blay on the line with them, and it's just not even remotely close to the same level of offensive power. So I think Mike Hoffman is a crucial piece to this entire team, whether you put him on the first, second, third, or fourth line, really. I think that line was absolutely deadly last night. I think they created so many chances. They could have had like twice as many goals as they produced um, last night with all the breakaways and stuff. So anytime that that line's together, I'm, I'm betting the over. On the Blues game. Have to. Have to. And if you want to bet the over, you got to check out betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is tonight. Plus, the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. So get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So head over to the website or use that mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So that's literally free money. 50% of your deposit you'll get for free on top of whatever you make. So BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, check them out. Make sure you use that promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And when we ret- when we return, we'll be covering the pivotal second leg of the back-to-back tonight between the Blues and Minnesota Wild. So don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy. We got a big game tonight. Obviously, last night was spectacular. Blues played really, really well. Um, Continued to make some ground between themselves and the Arizona Coyotes, who lost last night. Love to see it. Um, What needs to happen for them to continue that momentum tonight, Tommy, in your mind? Well, I think a big thing, a big impact that the Blues need to make is staying consistent with that third-line power. You look at the first two lines for the Minnesota Wild, and if they don't have Erickson Eck uh, for tonight, because I forgot what happened. He took he took a spill in the neutral zone or somebody hit mm-hmm. him or something, but uh, he left the game, came back, and then left again, so he might not be available. I think he scored one of their goals and was firing on all cylinders, creating chances for them. So I think his absence could be a huge uh, hole for the St. Louis Blues to exploit, but at the end of the day, their top two lines are similar in terms of production, like Zuccarello, Kaprizov and Rask on that top line have been pretty lethal for the Minnesota Wild for a long time, all season long. Foligno, Erickson, Eck, and Greenway on that second line were giving the Blues uh, kind of nightmares in the last game, but I think the game could potentially be won or lost on that third line, uh, so I'm going to be looking for Robert Thomas to step it up again uh, and Jordan Cairo to step it up again, and I personally believe that they're going to do that, so... I'm going to pick, I'm going to double down here actually and pick Robert Thomas as my locked on player of the game for the second game in a row because I'll tell you why. I have to bring up the rule book. I'll tell you you why, Josh. He has three goals on this season and two of the goals on his entire season have come in the last two games. Okay. 
eight points on this season, and five of the points in his entire season have come in the last five games. So he's getting hot at the right time. Mike Hoffman is getting hot at the right time. Jordan Kyrou is getting hot at the right time, all towards the end of the season to help this team make a push for that final spot in the playoffs. If they're all on the same line, it's going to be an absolute nightmare for the Minnesota Wild. And that's why I think the game's going to be won and lost on the third line. And I'm picking Robert Thomas again. I would love to go somewhere from that line. I think Thomas, Kairou, or Hoffman would all be excellent picks for um, locked on player of the game. But I'm going to go with a guy that I've picked a couple of times and I think still has a little bit left to give. He's been getting there. Um, he's been improving. We saw a lot last night. And that is Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, he played a better game last night. Maybe his, his best game since return, honestly, just in terms of the full 60 minutes of effort that he gave. And that pass that he had on his assist was phenomenal. Um, but I think it's no secret that his goal scoring isn't where he would like it to be, isn't where anyone would like it to be. And playing with a guy like Mike Hoffman on the power play has given him a lot more chances. Like the power play goal that he had um, was, you know, one of the easiest goals he's ever scored. It's just right place, right time, fire the puck on net. Um, and I think he's sort of found a little bit more confidence as a playmaker with with the, the la- lack of goal scoring, I think he's kind of accepted the fact that maybe he needs to pass a little bit more just until he gets that that consistency back. But Leonard Tarasenko is a guy that if he's if his shot's on, if he's feeling it, um, it's impossible to stop. And I don't think he's had one of those games this year, and I'm banking on it coming soon, and why not tonight? You know, why, not, why can't we see a multi-goal performance out of Vladimir Tarasenko, a classic Tarasenko game, if I may? We could do a manifestation shout-out to Leah, but I think uh, Vladimir Tarasenko for tonight is a pretty safe bet. Here's why, because Mike Hoffman has been absolutely lethal on the power play, right? And I know that, you know that, the entire league knows that, so obviously the Minnesota Wild know that because he scored twice from the power play in the last game. So I think they're going to make a conscious effort to try and shut him down on the power play, which is going to open things up for other people, a.k.a. Vladimir Tarasenko. So I'm going to call a power play goal for Vladimir Tarasenko tonight on top of Robert Thomas being the locked-on player of the game. All right, we got anything else we want to cover, Tommy, before we wrap this one up? The NFL draft is tonight. How do you feel yes, about the Pats? Uh, look, man, everyone thinks they know what the Patriots are doing. We still don't even know why Malcolm Butler didn't play in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. There are no leaks on that ship. My brain wants them to draft Justin Fields. My heart knows they're going to draft someone I've never heard of, and that player is going to be phenomenal. At this point, for the Chiefs, it doesn't really matter what they do because they acquired so many linemen. You're fine. (laughs) They acquired so many linemen in the offseason that I'm just like, you know, it doesn't really matter who we draft because we're loaded at like every position now, so... I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm more excited really to see all the trades that happen. And if Tim Tebow comes back into the league, that is going to be hilarious and awesome at the same time. Aaron Rodgers might be on the move. Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, Tim Tebow, multi-sport athletes, greatest of all time. (laughs) There you go. No, and and Vegas has, Vegas just increased the Patriots odds to take field. So they know something that we don't. Hmm. You think Bill Belichick's just like texting the the bookies? Um, Yeah, maybe. Or he's trying to pull one over. Because I feel like he would be doing that too. He'd be like, yeah, raise the odds so people think we're going to do this. Yeah, and he's watching him, watch him straight up to number one. Who's the one that's talking about doing a blockbuster? Is that the Jags? Yeah, that was so. That was, uh, the Niners. Weren't they trying to get oh, Aaron yeah, Rodgers or something? Three. Yeah, or they were trying to get Aaron Rodgers. They, they, so they, they just the tried to get Tom yeah. Brady too, and they laughed at him. They just traded up for the third pick to take a QB, and then they're calling about trading away the third pick for another QB. I don't know, man. And they still got Jimmy G on the roster. Like, he mm-hmm. could end up in a Patriots uniform. There's a lot of trade speculation, I feel like, more so than in years past. So 
it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch but I'm sure i'm sure everyone loves to listen to me complain about the the one calendar year of my life where the patriots weren't uh super bowl contenders the one rotation of the of, of this of this earth where the patriots were not super bowl favorites you you had your time now it's somebody I else's did. <laughs> unless Aaron Rodgers comes over to new england we'll see what happens i think that's all the time we got for today so thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, your team every day. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Locker Room at 12 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Locker Room at Josh Hyman NHL. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening on. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.